What's up, peeps? I'm Matt. And I'm Mike. And we are the Pink Gold Peeps. Two 20-somethings who like to talk all things video games and Nintendo and all nerdy paraphernalia. Paraphernalia? Paraphernalia. Are we doing illegal things? I mean, we might be. <laughs> That's um, for post podcast. Post podcast? Are we are we are we are we licking our switch cartridges? We are breaking into Nintendo and we are demanding they release the direct. No. We're gonna break in and we're gonna steal Reggie. Shit. <laughs> How do you think that would go? Um, okay. So despite being two I would say well. Together, like, one average man in terms of strength, if you take the two of us and average it out, right? I'd say you're a little sure. above average, I'm a little below. And the fact that Reggie can literally crush worlds with his hands, we have to get him while he's asleep, all right? right? So he's going to be in his little Ridley onesie, and we yeah. got to sneak into He obviously has a Ridley onesie, Matt. So okay. we're going to sneak into Nintendo HQ, and we're going to go into his office, and he sleeps on this beautiful bed in his Ridley onesie. In we his have... office? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Does his wife sleep there, too? <laughs> Maybe she, like, comes in the middle of the night in a Samus outfit, and then they do battle. I'm just going to roll at this. Speaking of rolling at this, we're going to put wheels on his bed, and we're going to roll them away. <laughs> okay. And then we're going to put on Nicolas Cage masks and say, Where is he? Why Nicolas Cage masks? Because the only person who would steal something incredibly stupid would be Nicolas Cage. But then why did you say the, Why did you say that and then do the Batman voice? Because he did a Batman impression in Kick-Ass. Remember, do, you, do you remember that movie? He was yes, like I just straight up Batman. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, I was not ready to explain to you what I was going to steal from Nintendo HQ. Kind of winging it here. Listen, we, we love Reggie. Yes. I just maybe love him a little too that. much. All right. So um, I think that describes me being good. How are you, man? <laughs> um, tired. Yeah, I get that. I'm really tired. I know. Um, you're going you're going away soon, though, right? I'm going away on Sunday. So I'm probably not going to be on the episode next week. All right. Well, we'll have to find someone else to replace you. Someone who loves me. It's an audio podcast, Rob. <laughs> Oh God! They don't know I'm here. <laughs> she rooting the magic. <laughs> anyway, and then the next week, Kingdom Hearts three comes out. So Matt will have nothing to talk about on the podcast again, except for Kingdom Hearts three. Yes, well, except for Kingdom Hearts three. But I feel like people won't want to be spoiled. No, you can't spoil the story. Yeah. So, anyway, um, Matt, we're gonna start with what we've been playing, right? That sounds like what we usually start with. Yeah, sure. All right, I've been playing some Dead Cells. Some more Dead Cells. I played about two hours of Dead Cells. And <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's the same game. It's really fun. Every time I get a little bit further than I was. Every time I get farther than the farthest point that I've gotten, I'm like, oh, what's this? And then I get really scared and then I die somehow stupid. <laughs> um, And I've been playing a lot of Red Dead. And my seven-plus-hour into Red Dead critique of the game would be every aspect of the game is amazing, except the gameplay. Yeah, I've heard, I heard someone else talking about it, and they said, the game is less than the sum of its parts. Like, everything about it is it's good, like, but when you put it together, it's actually not as good. There's something about the gameplay itself that's just a little clunky. Huh. It's like a little stiff. 
and I don't I don't have a terrible problem with that all the time. But like Geralt is a stiff character. Like yeah. he's got a weight to him when you walk around, and so does Arthur in Red Dead. He he's just got this like weight to him when he walks around, and it's a feeling that's really good as long as everything else is pulled off right. But there's so many just like the way the controls come together. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I've got to do this to do this, and like. There's so many different steps. Like, when you want to heal, you have to eat food. Okay. So you have to hold down L1 to go to the weapon wheel. But then when you go to the weapon wheel, there's two wheels. There's the weapon wheel, and then there's the provisions wheel. So then you have to press R1 to go to the provisions wheel, and then you have to scroll around and find the provision that you want to eat. And that's when you can eat it. And then you have to wait through the animation of him eating it which is cool you there's an animation of him eating it but sometimes in the middle middle, middle of uh, 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 sometimes <laughs> sometimes but sometimes i'm in the middle of a gunfight and i'm like come on yeah like come on let's let's wrap this up no but like that doesn't that doesn't upset me per se but it's like ah this is like there's so many steps to it and the fact that there's an animation isn't what bothers me i actually like this there's an animation but when there's so many things going on, I don't want to stop for that long to have to do something like that. Do you know yeah, what I, mean? I get that. It's like, yes, it's not really realistic. Uh, it's like it's a pain. No, it no, is realistic. No, no, um, let me let me try saying this the other way. It is realistic that you have to wait for him to eat, but somehow you miss no, that being is able not, to say that's not the issue at all. It's the menus that are the issue for me. I okay. don't I don't care at all about the animation. I like the animation. But in this, and this is this is a nitpicky thing. It's it's one small part of an issue I have with the game, but just the fact that there's so many things like that with those menus, and then there's like there's a crafting system. You can do this, 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 and this only when you're at a campfire. But you can do this, this, and this when you're not at a campfire. Okay. And then there's like okay, here's this tracking system, which is only used in specific aspects of the game in specific places on the map where there's specific animals. And there's just there's so many things where I'm like, whoa, and it's like it's really in depth. And I really like that about the game. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just because I'm only like seven hours into the game. But there's there's so many parts of the game where I'm like, you could have streamlined this just a little more. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and this will make sense why I said not realistic. I was going to say, yes, it's re- cool and realistic that he eats. But is there a part of you that misses saying, wow, I have low health. I better go into the menu and have Link eat 87 apples <laughs> to heal him back to full health. Um... No, not really. <laughs> I don't, I, it's not that I miss that. I mean, it's a different thing in a different game. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, no. I was just trying to explain to you my potion. joke that I was going for and not saying I didn't think it was realistic that you had to actually wait and eat. Right, okay. <laughs> like, I, I, I like the way it does it. Yeah, cool. Um, so that's all you've really been playing? In it's really, I played two and a half hours of Mario. Yeah. Well, we played together. Was that the time right, we played together? I played one other time. I played one other level with other people. Okay. Um, that actually brings us into what I want to talk about from one of the things I want to talk about is I played a lot of New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Okay. Which is a long, long name for a, for a video game. Um, so first, Matt, have you tried any of Super Luigi U yet? Nope. Okay. Uh, I think you should. I think I should too. I think I should do that single player. Super Luigi U I've found to be, well, here's the thing. I'm playing, I have three concurrent files right now. I have my Super Luigi U file, which I've beaten three of the worlds in. I have my file I'm playing with Sarah, which is the two of us playing together. I'm playing as Luigi, and she's playing as Toadette. And then I have one more file, which is just New Super Mario Brothers U with just me, and I'm trying to get all the gold coins so I can access World 9. So I've been, as you can tell, 
I'm I'm all over the place. But like in the file with Sarah and I, we're in the third world. In the Luigi one, I'm in the fourth world. In the Mario one, I'm in the sixth world. So I'm like I'm I'm really trying to get as much Mario in as possible. But I will say this. My concerns about this game and what people have said review-wise is still holding very true. I think if you played this on the Wii U, there's no reason to come back to it unless you want it on the go. Like, there's nothing... There's not enough new content, if at all. Like, unless you want to be Nabbit... There is no new content. Well, unless you want to be Nabbit in Mario and Toadette in general. There's no new content to the game. Which is a pity, I know, especially for people who were Wii U owners, but I kind of look at this game the same way I looked at most of 2018, which is the, hey, we don't have the best year, so let's take the big Switch audience, which many of which didn't have a Wii U, and bring them in with some of these games kind of to hold them off, or hold them over. And you can see with the sales that it's, it's not doing poorly. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, they always say, 2D Marios don't sell consoles, but they sell a lot. Right. And as much as this game is more New Super Mario Brothers, it's still... It's a, I mean, it's a really solid game. And it's like, while a bunch of people are like, well, it's nothing, you know, fantastic, nothing perfect. And I agree with that. It's still just like a really solid experience. I'm, I'm enjoying Luigi U especially because how it really does feel different than the main game. So Luigi in Luigi U controls differently than... Luigi in the original game. He's a lot floatier. He kind of has almost like a Yoshi-ish jump. And he slides across the ground like ice. And his levels are only 100 seconds long. So every level is shorter. So you have to keep moving. And it's not like, it's not saying the other levels are, you know, boring. But a Mario level lets you look like traverse. And I feel like it's set up in a way that, you know, if you just wanted to play through the levels, you'd be fine. But you wouldn't really be getting everything. But if you want to get all the gold coins... The levels are designed in a way that you can kind of go around and explore and, oh, I wonder what this pipe does. I wonder if there's a gold coin behind that wall. Yeah, but it's not like they're the only ones who do that. No, like, I'm just... That's so... That's incredibly commonplace in platformers. Yes. And it has been for a long time. No, I'm saying that the... I'm trying to point out the... the How I feel that Mario and Luigi, you play very differently. Because Luigi doesn't have that. You kind of have to know where the star coins are if you want them. And they're not... I'm not going to say they're not hidden, but they're not as well hidden because it's more so, hey, do the cool platforming challenge and then you get the coin and you have to do it in 100 seconds. So I really like the the dichotomy there. Like the Luigi levels, you can get through them a lot faster, but I also die a lot more. And the Mario levels are more casually paced, but I really am enjoying finding all the coins and like, you know, playing with the cool items and the power-ups. I will say this though, and this is something that everyone complains about with the new Super Mario Bros. series. Uh, friend of the show and my roommate Tim came home last night and I was playing it and he's like, oh, that boss level, that's from New Super Mario Brothers on the DS. And I was like, no, this is a different level. He's like, really? It looks like exactly the same. And I was like, see, you would think that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the assets really haven't changed. No, not at all. They they literally haven't yeah. changed. They, they've up-resed them and that's it. Yeah, they're HD now. Yeah. That is the one thing I, I don't appreciate about this game. The fact that, like, Visually speaking, it's not super impressive, except for, like, two levels. There's the one level, the painted the painted forest, which yeah. looks like a Van Gogh in the background, and, like, all the art styles different. I'm like, why couldn't we have done that for the entire game? Like, it's really pretty, but it's and stylistic. Where this, like, it, it does have a style to it, but... It, no, it doesn't. It's, it's so plain. Yeah, it's, it's so like, so basic. vanilla. It's and, so boring. Yeah, the fact that it hasn't changed 
over the course of four games, too, I think is what bothers me the most. Like, when the original New Super Mario Bros. came out, it was the first time we saw 2D Mario with, like, a 3D-shaped sprite. You know what I mean? So it was cool, and I had, to, like, a novel idea. Three games later, it's not really doing anything for me anymore. It's a solid platformer, but it's not like... I mean, we said this the other day. It's not like uh, Tropical Freeze, where the levels are really iconic, and, like, I can describe, you know, this world, you do this, and that's a level where you do that. And I feel like I want to just play a level again because the level's good. You know, it's just kind of like, these are solid platforming stages, and I will play it for the solid platforming, and that's kind of it? Yeah, I mean, you, you stole all the words out of my mouth. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's a boring experience if you already had a Wii U. Yes, definitely. Um, I get my fun out of this game, getting it a second time through playing it exclusively multiplayer. But yeah, that was an experience. See, now, when we played it, I love that kind of chaosy stuff. That I, I love that. You are a more competitive gamer, or like you were like, hey, I didn't get my power up. Well, and it's, uh, that's like, to me, that's the fun of it. Like, oh, Toadette took all the power ups. I find that hysterical. I find it funny, but here's the thing I get annoyed because Toadette has the easiest time, and no one can pick up her power ups. Like, if you were grabbing my power ups, I would have been more okay with it. I mean, I just think it's funny. But, um, there's that, and then there's also the fact that you cannot play the game with four base-powered characters. Yeah, so you have to, you can't have two Toads in the game anymore. No, you have to play stupid. with Nabbit and or Toad. Why I think it's really stupid is if you wanted to add more content into the game without really adding more content, what you do is just add more characters that work just a little differently. Yeah. So, people are annoyed at, okay, so, let's look at the two games. Let's look at Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and mario and donkey kong only really added funky kong yeah but here's the thing funky kong is really fun to play as whether you want difficulty or not yeah because you can speed run with him really fast and he's just got so much style to he's him. got all the powers he's just he's he's just got something to him that's charming and P and nabbit and peachette don't have that you know yeah they're just really good and it's like the fact is is toadette like, like Nabbit is, okay, he's cool because you can run around, you can steal the items, but you can't get hurt, which is cool, but he still runs and jumps like a regular character, so it's not fun to play him Wait, like Funky now, what Kong. if what if you could play as Bowser Jr. in his little clown car, and he has some goofy stuff where you could have a bunch of, like, ways to have fun while speedrunning the game. Do you yeah, know what I mean? or just, like, the fact that he has, like, tires. So, like, he just right, runs exactly. faster than like, everybody else. That would else. just be interesting. Yeah, see how fast you can get through a level. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's just, I mean, I like the idea of having Toadette being like, hey, here's a character that if someone wants to play with you and maybe isn't as good, they have the power-up the only they can get, so they can I mean, always yeah, get their no, power-up. it makes perfect sense. I'm not but, I'm not. Yeah, but it's, I'm not, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm, I like it, too, but it's, like you said, it's not as fun to play as Pichette like it is fun to play as Funky Kong. Right. Because yeah. Peachette, you know, she controls like a regular character and then when she gets the crown, okay, she's really good. But you're still, if you're not doing well and you get hurt, you're still bound by the regular rules of 2D Mario. But that's also fine. If they, yeah, I'm not saying it's bad, but despite them adding two new characters, like you said, Funky Kong is so much more fun than either of these two characters right. are. Which is a pity because... I mean, I feel bad. Like, you know, I always say, I don't care if there's another Wii U port because I didn't play any Wii U games and I love it. I still do feel bad when there's nothing to offer because I feel like, you know, for people like you, you should be able to want to play these games 
and not feel like you have to like funky kong you don't need to play it for funky kong but if you ever like hey i want to try funky kong i'll bring my copy over if you still had your wii u copy we could just play that version right and Uh. it's like i don't know it's like if you're coming back and also honestly if you're getting the game to begin with if you play multiplayer you overlook a lot of the faults of the game i think because when i play the game multiplayer i'm too busy having fun with my friends than to look at the levels and go i just did this for the past four levels really yes for sure 100 hmm. percent. because the, the the levels just kind of meld together they don't have an i uh a unifying they, the levels don't have character yes the levels don't have well i'd say like four of them do but they stand out so much because no other level does. Yeah, but like I mean that that's almost more of a knock. Oh yeah, no, I'm not I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think the levels are challenging and interesting, but yeah, they don't have staying power. Like you don't remember, oh that's the stage where I did the thing. It's Yeah, I like I look at the stages like, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. I think it's good to pick up and put down kind of game, like play two levels, stop, do something else, come back. Like for me, commuting, it's a great commuter game because I play like two or three levels and then I get off the train and then I get back on the train doing two or three levels and then I'm at work and then vice versa on the way home. Right. But I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel like that time, if I, if I had that and I could have the choice of, all right, I could do half of a Dead Cells run right now and then do another half on the train ride home, I would vastly prefer doing that. Interesting. Well, I'm not saying that Dead Cells is, is like a worse game or something like that. No, I mean, that has nothing to do with that. I'm just saying that there's so many games to play on the Switch right now, I would never choose Mario over any of those other really? games. Really? You would never? Yes. Interesting. Well, I mean, like, the of the games I have right now, I've realized I would never choose to play this Mario game by myself over another one of those games. Do you think that's because the fact that you've played it before, though, like, helps in that decision? Um... Maybe a little bit, but okay. in that style, I essentially played Kirby Star Allies before because it's just like any other Kirby game. Mm-hmm. But Kirby Star Allies is still really fun to play okay. because it it still has that constant charm to it. You know, there's something about the way that world is built compared to Super Mario Deluxe is just more interesting. And I, and I agree, definitely, especially for that game. That game had some really pretty worlds and pretty backdrops and levels I remember. But I maybe it's just because I really... I mean, I grew up playing Super Mario Brothers 3, and I just love... I Like, a simple 2D platformer is all I need to be happy. <laughs> I mean, I had Mario games on my DS and stuff also. But, yeah. Or not my DS, on my Game Boy Advance. I had Mario games, and I used yeah. to love those, but those were better games. Like, honestly, I think those were better games. Which ones are you thinking of? I don't know whichever ones I played. I don't remember <laughs> the names of them. I played one with a three in the in the name. So the one with a Yoshi or the one without a Yoshi? I think it was Tanuki. No, there was a cape. The cape. So Super Mario cape. World for the SNES. Sure. That was Super Mario Super Mario Advance Four. No, their their naming convention was, was weird because it was like Super Mario Advance was Super Mario Brothers Two. Super Mario Brothers Super Mario Advance Two I think was. It doesn't, Mario it doesn't yeah the, the, anyway listen, i had a bunch of them well with that in mind those games are all fantastic <laughs> right and these are not like mario I, 2d mario has lost its charm. really i don't yes. think so i think i think it doesn't do anything this one played it so safe that it hurts it and i don't i think it's definitely when you look at all the 2d mario games well the new Super i don't mario think series okay is the wait, worst, i don't think but. it's i don't think it's necessarily this game's fault because I remember when this game did come out on Wii U, and I was like, wow, this game is great. 
But now, five years later? Question mark? Six, I think. Six years later? Uh, a, an amount of years later. X amount... X years later. I don't think so anymore. Because in that time, we have had so many other better platformers. Like, look at Ori in the Blind Forest. Look at... I don't know. Any other <laughs> random freaking... 2D platform. platform. That was just the first one that came to my head. Look at that one. Look at most Kirby games that have come out since then. Look at the newest Mega Man game. Look at Gum and Clive. Look at any of those games. And I just think almost every 2D platformer that has come out just plays with being a 2D platformer in ways that are more interesting than Mario. Interesting. I find that actually really interesting. Because to me, it's like... And I mean, like, here's the thing, okay? It's Mario. That's cool. But it's, it's Mario. And like... I love Mario as a character. I think Mario is great, but he cannot get by on the charm that he's Mario anymore. Yeah, but I would also say, even if this wasn't a Mario game, it I think this would appeal to me as a game because it's like, yes, games like Ori and the Blind Forest or, you know, any of the Mega Man games or Donkey Kong even, they, they're not just a 2D platform where you run and you jump and that's the thing. Like, there's right. special yes, powers no, or things right. to collect. But I also don't think that a, a game that says, I'm going to simply do this thing and do it well is necessarily a bad thing. But I could understand why it wouldn't be someone's first choice. Okay, you're right. But, and it's not that it doesn't do it well. is that it does the same thing for so long. Hmm. Like, well, I would argue the, the first other... level, I'm like, wow, this is cool. I'm playing a Mario game where I run and I jump. The 20th level, I'm like, I'm playing a Mario game where I run and I jump. Yeah, but I mean, in every Mario game, you run and jump. Super Mario 3D World was the same yeah, thing. Yeah, okay, space. it was a lot more interesting 20 years ago. I, but I don't, I don't think it's lost its charm, though, as a 2D platformer. I, I think Mario needs something. I don't know. I mean, it needs either, like, something more interesting. I'm not saying you need to change the gameplay, but I'm saying you need to put some kind of variety in it because it's been the same thing for years. Well, yes, but you also have to remember that these four games, before these four games came out, we didn't have just a Mario 2D platformer since Super Mario World no, on the SNES. No, I'm aware. I understand that. And that's cool. But then they got old. <laughs> I don't I know. also think you're kind of nostalgia blind. I don't think I'm nostalgia blind. I also think I was... When the first one of these came out and it was really enjoyable and I really liked it. And it was short and sweet and to the point and you wanted to play it more than once. The second and the third ones, I was not even on Nintendo's radar when they came out. I didn't even know there were two more in between. I knew that one came out on the Wii, but I never played it. I didn't even look at it. And the other one on the DS, I didn't know came out. I don't think it's that I'm nostalgia blind. It's I think I'm not, like, tired of the new Super Mario Brothers series. Like, I think if... I mean, even if this game had gotten a new coat of paint and been, like, a different art style, but was still 2D Mario, it would have done leagues better than it did now because it's like, wow, this is the fourth one. And it's the same art style as the one that came out. What like the Mario yeah, Brothers no, Mario Brothers right. two came out only like a year beforehand, right? Like it was very very soon after the DS yes, one. Yes, it was very soon after the DS one, and I I do think that's part of it. But I also think another part of it is the fact that it's just kind of the same gameplay. Yes, but I don't and, know. If, okay, I don't know if so I have this argument. I have this argument with people all the time. I have one of our friends. I have an argument about the Uncharted games a lot, where the gameplay doesn't really change in between from game to game. But the story drastically changes. The things you're doing with that same gameplay drastically changes. And the environments drastically change. Like, the gameplay itself stays the same, but everything else around it changes. And you don't get that with Mario. You still get this, 
the same gameplay, jumping on the same enemies in the same areas with the same designs over and over and over again. And it's like, wow, I just got to a castle that has these like twisty things with spikes on them. That's really cool. But then four games later, I'm like, wow, I've done this many times. Well, yeah, but you're also... Here's what I would say with with this series in particular. Part of the reason, I, like I said, part of the reason I like this game so much is that the last time I played a 2D Mario game like this was 06. Let's, let's, let's... I'll be honest with you on that. Like, it's been a while. But I also, if there weren't four of them, I would have said good, solid gameplay... And I'm not. I'm not saying that it's it's. If world. there weren't, that's the key word. If there weren't, yes, I'd agree. If the there weren't for if this was the first one before the SNES one, that would have been really cool. I would have really liked it. That's the way I felt when I played the DS one. Well, I'm saying they all have solid gameplay. If I played all four, I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of samey. But if you played all the Uncharted games back to back, I do that least... on a weekly basis, Mike. Come on. All right. Well, then you can do that. But, I don't know, I feel like a game with solid gameplay is still an enjoyable experience. Like, you know, if I say to you, Matt, you've played how many hours of Dead Cells when every run you're playing against the same enemies the same times, and it's a shorter game, even if you were to beat the entire Okay, I'm that not is different it's... because you're changing the gameplay because you have different weapons. There are hundreds of different weapons in that game. But what about, let me try to think of a good example. What about like a game like Don't Starve? Where it, any roguelike But again, you are changing it because you're changing up your strategy. You are doing it yourself. In Mario, you have to run and jump. Like, you can't do anything else. Yeah, but in in, in Uncharted, do you have to run and climb and shoot? Yes, but I also just explained that you change it up every time. You change up the way... I mean, if I replay the game, it's the same thing because I'm replaying the same game. Yeah, but if that core gameplay wasn't fun, you wouldn't be as drawn to complete and keep playing. Of course, them. yes. But that still doesn't change the fact that if they didn't change it up enough, it would have gotten boring. You know, if their characters didn't have character growth through the games, it would have gotten boring. If I went to the same island for all four games, that would have gotten boring. You go to different places, the characters change. You play have the same gameplay, but you play it in different ways. You get different guns. You get different... Punch it! Well, you don't get different, different punches. You... Different punches! punches you change up the way you play be the episode title different, different punches, punches. <laughs> you you change up the scenarios that you're in now i get what you're saying and the the next 2d mario game that comes out has to do something different yeah it has to but i don't want to knock this game for being bad because it played it safe like if i said this was like a big expansion to another mario game it was just more of the same I mean, like when a when a DLC well, that's pack what, comes that's out. That's what is Luigi U. That's what Luigi U is. I would and argue that is good. I would argue it's different enough, though. If they made a game that was just Luigi U, I think it would have done better. Well, that's why they sold Luigi U physically by itself. Oh, I didn't know they did they that. Did I that. know it was a DLC pack, but yeah, a game like Luigi U, I think, is different enough that yeah, I think it would have gotten it would done very well. But if you told me, I'm trying to think of like an example, like um. I wouldn't say Torn is exactly the same as the other one, but if it was just said, oh, here's more Xenoblade. Okay, I could think of a couple. Uncharted Lost Legacy. Is, Where it's just... It's, a, it's just... It's literally just a coincidence that I'm bringing back to Uncharted. But Uncharted Lost Legacy was going to be just a short DLC for Uncharted 4, and then they went, oops, we accidentally made a full game. And then they <laughs> sold it as a, as a full game, but also as a DLC to Uncharted 4. Yeah. What about, like, if they said, hey, we're going to make a DLC for Mario Odyssey, and it's just going to be three more kingdoms. That's kind of how I look at the Mario games. 
if you have a new Super Mario Brothers game but that you then, like, if you that's should... the case, though, then you're not going to pay sixty dollars for those three kingdoms. No, I'm not going to pay sixty dollars for those three kingdoms. But... Right, because they're, they're not going to sell them for sixty dollars. Yeah, because it's a it's a DLC add-on. It's not a lot of not content. a full game like I w- Mario. I was. would say it's a full game. It's just. No, I would not say Three Kingdoms are a full no, game. No, no, I'm saying New Super Mario Brothers is a full game. Oh, yes, game. it is a full game. I'm not saying it's not a full game. It's a full game's worth of content. And yes, it's quote-unquote more of the same. But Mario 2 did really well when it first came out, and it was more of the same. It was crazy difficult, but it was more of the same. Yeah, but it was still... Okay, but saying... gaming has changed since the 80s in 2018. Do you know what I mean? You can do more with gaming than you could then. Back then, running and jumping was really cool because it was still fresh. But would you say that Mario... Ori- do you think Mario, the original Mario wasn't fun still? I feel like that's one no, of the few I'm games not, that No, I'm not has... saying that. I'm not saying that at all. That but is all a product you're doing in that game time. is running and jumping. But that is a product of its time. That's different. Would you play new, the regular Mario at this day and age? Like OG Super OG Mario? OG Super Mario? Yeah, of course. Well, I don't... It's different because they're still selling a game that's running on the same selling points as the original Mario for $60. But I don't see that as a bad thing. Because I've played... Because I've played, you... No, because I've played story-driven games that are 45 minutes long and there'd be $40. And I'd still pay them because it was a good experience. I still enjoyed the experience. And just because it may have done something that I've already seen before... I want, necessarily... I want you to show me a 45-minute game that was sold for $40. A 45-minute game that was sold for $40? Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating. But you know what I mean. These short... Katamari Damacy was five hours. It was five hours of the exact same thing. And I spent $30 on it and it was a great experience and I'll play it again. Okay. It was also it was also made a long time ago. What about two thousand? What was two thousand two? Yes. Um, but that's different than you saying the eighties. That is different. But that game was also playing in three D space with such a weird idea. Eh, I mean, it was a very it's a novel idea. I don't, I don't know if that matters though. Like the fact is, is yes, there's been a lot of Mario, but like when you really boil it down, there are eight. 2D Mario games that people know about. The original four and the new four. And I'd say that all four are plenty better than some cr- some crappy games I've played in my lifetime. I'm not saying... Yeah, that... I'm, not, I'm not saying they're not good games. I'm not saying this is not a good game. I'm it saying sounds like it's you're saying getting it's... dry and it's getting boring. Hmm. I think we do have to disagree on this one. Yeah, I think so I feel, too. Because I feel like just because, it's, just because it's been done before doesn't necessarily make it bad. I think in this case it does. I agree with you that just because it's just because it's been done before doesn't make it bad on a lot of things, but in this case I do. Interesting. Well, I, I I'm not going to convince you other way either way. Well, I will say this in conclusion of all this craziness. If you haven't played, if you haven't played this one, and if you haven't played any of them in a fair amount of time, I definitely think this game's still worth your time. Um. Yes. If you if you haven't played it before, I would say it's worth your time. Yeah, because it's it's overall. I mean, you have to agree with this. Even even if you find it boring, it's still a very solid game with solid level design and solid platforming. It's not reinventing the wheel, but I'd say the levels are the levels give challenge. They may not be the best levels in the series, but they are good levels, and there are plenty of games that I would choose over this. But there are probably a lot more games. I would choose this over. I, I think that is a great way to sum up this game. Not the best, but still good. Yeah. Like, it's it's the best... It's I mean, it's the worst 
best Mario, uh, best series, like, for 2D platforming. Like, Mario is a great series it's for 2D platforming. It's the best worst Mario. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like, being the worst Mario still puts you leagues above a lot of things. It doesn't make you the best, though. No, I. but that's the thing. I think people are just putting Mario on a podium because he's Mario, and I I don't think people should do that anymore. I'm not saying that every Mario game, every 2D Mario game, has to be, like, the greatest thing ever, but you played Super Mario World. It was a really solid game. I think everyone has... It's like Legend of Zelda. Everyone has the one Mario that they played that they really enjoyed. Yeah. And that's, and that's why everyone's like, all the Mario games are great. Definitely some are better than others, but I would say that everyone should play at least like one or two... Not in their top ten, but, like, up there in terms of, like, their platforms. If you had to choose one 2D platformer to get on Switch, and you could only have one, it's not going to be Mario. It's not. But it would probably be in my top three or four choices. Yeah, because, I mean, what are there? There's Donkey Kong. There's Kirby. There's Rayman. There's Rayman. I forgot there's about Celeste. Rayman. So, oh, yeah, Celeste. There's, there's a bunch of indie ones. Boom! There. Celeste! Rob! Wait a minute. One. All right. Celeste. Cut that piece where I say Celeste into my other rant. No. Just kidding. That's a lot of work. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Rob's giving me such See, a look right Celeste now. is a great... Anyway. Yeah. Celeste is a great example of a really good game, and I think you should play Celeste. But I also don't think you should say, oh, I don't play Mario. Because, no, I yeah. understand what I'm saying. I don't know. You sounded really impassioned about how you didn't like this game. I needed to, I needed to defend I, my I, Mario I, honor I'm just here. I'm very... I'm very adamant, I guess. Very adamant that this is not a great game. It's it's a 7 out of 10 game. Okay. I would argue that's pretty good. Not great, but it's fine. Five, it's up there. Is it seven fine? 7 out of 10 is fine. I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. I have, a, I have a weird, I have a weird, um, my threshold for great is bigger. It's like kind of like great, fine, bad, and then really good. And there's a big gap in that really good to off to, to right. great, but I'm like, that game's fine. It's like, it's great. You know, I like it. I will say this. I don't like the multiplayer as much, and it's not because I don't enjoy the chaos. It's that I don't have enough time, space to move. Like, if I just play, if you said, Mike, we're going to play a multiplayer game that's going to be some kind of platformer, I would pick Mario 3D World above this any day. Because 3D World, you can still have some grade A lunacy, but nobody dies all the time from it. Like, you can have four um... people running. I mean, yes, you can throw... If you actively try, you can make it that way. But in this game, just playing with yeah, four people, yeah. you you are all of you are jumping to one platform A to platform B. Someone's going to get jumped on and die. There is there is less killing each other in... In world. Unless you're intentionally doing it. Unless you're intentionally doing it. When I 100% of that game, we did that a lot, dude. Oh, Show and, and I'm sure. But it's like, there's a... That game has a lot less unintentional killing of your allies, which, right. if you're going to play it for a while, I think is probably good to note. Uh, but that one isn't on the Switch, unfortunately. That's the one, that would be one, like, I really enjoy playing Mario games solo, and then also doing this, like, co-op, like, one or two people I, I enjoy. I don't think I would play Mario 3D World alone, though. I'll give you that, because I know you really like like playing those games together. I don't know if I'd play that one alone and be captivated by it as much. Um, Okay. I, played... I, w- I would play it alone, and I would enjoy it alone, because I have before, but it would not be anywhere near as fun. Yeah. Like, I... it is It is a it's a great game by itself. It is an outstanding game with four people. Or th- I played it with three people. It's an outstanding game. It's I still 
had more fun playing that with three people than I ever had playing Mario Odyssey. Really? Wow. Yeah, no, I just, like, it was a more fun experience playing that with two of my great friends opposed to playing Mario Odyssey by myself. Not that not that Mario Odyssey isn't also an outstanding game. Yeah. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. They're both I just find outstanding very... games. But if I had to choose an experience playing Mario Odyssey by myself, having a ton of fun in that ch- very charming world versus the fun that I had with my two friends in Mario 3D World, I'd choose Mario 3D World. Now, here, let me hear you this. If I were to say I consider Mario 3D World the sequel to... 2D Mario. I do too. I then think, I'd say, would you say I that's a big Super enough Mario difference? I think Mario 3D World is the perfect evolution of 2D Mario. Okay. We can agree on that. Because I feel like as long as you look at that game and say, this is basically a 2D Mario game. Oh, it is. Just in a 3D it's space. It's just in a 3D like, space. It, that's, that's what it is. And yeah. that's why I love it. Well, I just hate when people are like, I, I like 3D Mario games. You know, Mario Odyssey and 3D World. I'm like, well, those are kind of different. <laughs> those are very different. And Thank the, you. Super Mario 3D Land, that's the yeah, single that's player DS 3DS one. one. Okay. And I do really like that. Listen, I, if you can agree with me on that and we can both agree on that, you know what? I'll say Wow, it just clicked with me that I love playing that one, 3D Land, by myself so much because that one was more designed to be single player. It was, yeah, designed While to be played alone. 3D World is designed a bit more to be four player. Yeah, it's definitely. Because there are certain levels where you're playing and I've played like... I played the first five worlds of Mario 3D World, probably more times than I've played a lot of games, <laughs> like a lot of games. And I played like... it with, I played it with, I played it on my own. I played it with my brother. I played it with my brother and my girlfriend at the time. I played it with my brother, with my me and just my girlfriend at the time. I played it with me, my and my current girlfriend. I like, and I said one day I'm gonna replay this game and I'm gonna play for the first five worlds. And I got bored. I stopped. Like I know those first five worlds. But definitely there are a couple levels where you're like, this is kind of lame on my own. <laughs> but then there's levels when you're playing, when you're playing those same levels in multiplayer right. like this. This was how it should have been. Everything is possible single player, but it's also a little bit easier. Multiplayer. Multiplayer. Definitely. Anyway. That's the case for all these games. I thought we were going to talk about what we've been playing for 10 minutes and then we go on to the next thing. But well, that was not the case. Well, um, you know, I said, when we were talking, I said, Matt... I will have a lot to say about Mario 3D... Uh, not Mario 3D Land. Deluxe. Um, I have a lot to say about New Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. I'm happy we talked about it because I feel like this, it's a good conversation to have. I wouldn't be i wouldn't be bummed if this was the last one of these, but... I think it should be. The, not the last 2D Mario game, but the, but last, the last new... new Super Mario yeah. Brothers game. I agree. It, 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 the, the design is just getting old. Yes. Anyway, Mike, uh, you've recorded the news this week, so... Uh, oh, I have one other thing I've been playing. Oh my god. No, I beat Child of Light. Oh, okay, talk about it. <laughs> okay, so last time we talked, I was in Chapter 9 of Child of Light, and now I've beaten it. Overall, I'd say it's a, it's a pretty good game. My, my biggest issue I had with this game is that I understand that the game... I understand that the game is an RPG, and like it's, it's allowed to have some time to develop its story and stuff like that, but... I'm going to go into pseudo-spoiler territory here. So if you if you want to play Child of Light and you don't want anything spoiled for you, skip, skip ahead. But here's the thing. There is a point in the game where you lose all your party members. You are you are alone. I love that part. I, no, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. So you're all alone and you get one other party member and the two of you are in a location. 
I love this because you were you were you just got another character. You were really powerful. You fought a powerful boss, and then you lose all your characters, and you have this new person who is also really good. But it's just the two of you. This is the first time since the beginning of the game that you're just two people. You can't switch between party members. This is it. That part of the game lasts about five minutes, and then you get all your party members back. Yep. And I don't like that. I feel like it was a it was a really impactful part. It made you feel like powerless and you're like okay this is something different it's like this is a real big change to the game i feel like it could have gone on a little bit longer maybe had a boss fight where it was just them but then and like and like that's fine that's not like my biggest concern like yeah they you got them back quickly whatever but then here's the thing you get all your party members back and it's you and this one character and your team is back you know the gang's all here you go you have like an emotional moment with all of them you go and you fight a boss and then the game, like, halts. And it's like, okay, now you're just in a new area. Again, this is, like, the third or fourth time you're doing this. I'm in a new area, and there's a town, and here's the problem, and there's a person there. And you have to go fight a boss, and you go back, and you get the party member. And then you get to a new area, and then you fight another boss. And then, after you fight that second boss in a second area, then you get to a part... Again, the game's really interesting. You're like... Oh, here's here's a character that I know that I've been talking to, and I have to do this weird thing where there's like a chamber of poison. So you're trying to like get through the level and fight as little as possible, but you're always losing health, and you're trying to do this. And then you fight a really interesting and like emotionally storyline impactful boss fight, and then story beats happen, and then you fight the last boss. If they took the two areas and those two bosses out of the game. Even that extra character who, like, was fine. I thought, I mean, I used her. She was good. They took that stuff out and said, okay, maybe increase the section of just you and the two characters. Maybe a little bit. Maybe make one of those three bosses near the end of the game there. And then just had bam, bam, bam. Story beat, story beat, boss, story beat, boss. I think, I would have thought the game was so much better. That was a very interesting description of Octopath Traveler that you just gave. What? I said that was a very interesting description of Octopath Traveler they just gave. But I don't... I, I, you go to a town, and you get a quest, and then you leave the town, and you go fight a very interesting boss with some not-so-interesting turn-based combat in the middle, and then you go back, and then you complete the quest, and then you go to the next town, and then you go on a quest outside of the town, you find a very interesting boss, and you go back to town and complete the quest, and then you go to the next town. Is that not Octopath Traveler? No, it is. But I'd argue that Octopath Traveler's system is a lot more complex, and it kept me more interested. It because is. It is more complex. But the I issue think, I oh yeah, go ahead. I sorry, I didn't mean to. No, go ahead. I think Child of Light simplicity is part of the thing that makes it so great. And I really like its combat system. I found it really interesting. I said this last time. I think the combat system is really cool, and it has a really good baseline. But the problem I had with it is that. None of the, like, the storyline was good, but it, like, in Octopath Traveler, the one thing I like about the story is that despite none of the four, none of the eight stories being particularly, like, interesting, like, in, like, a really, like, grand, complex plot kind of way, you get them in short snippets, you know? When you go into a town, within 20 minutes, you're like, okay, I'm gonna go fight the boss. So it's like you're getting to, like, you know, the, the cliffhanger you know, high point of a story, and you just keep jumping to these little high points. The issue I had with this game is that we got to a really high point, and then it, then the stakes got raised, because it was just the two of us, and then it was just like, I have three more hours of this game, where the bosses 
feel uninspired. The areas are, like the rest of the game, they're pretty, but they're not, like, it's not like I have, like, emotional attachment, even as the character that I am. Like, it's not like the main character, Aurora, feels anything about these characters or this areas. Those two areas really, really bothered me. Because it felt like, that part felt like it was just there to pad the RPG out. Where the part after it was really good. The, I found the enemies, they weren't, like, super interesting enemies, but it was like, ooh, I'm getting close, stuff's gonna happen now. I felt like it kind of, like, got up to the point where it's like, okay, here's here's where the story's getting interesting. Like with an octopath where you come into the town, you're like, okay, I've, I've been waiting to come to this town because I want to see what Hannet does next. Okay, Hannet does the thing. Now I'm ready to go to the next area. And the next time I get to Hannet's story, I'm like, okay, I'm back. Here we go. It's like a bunch of short bursts where it's like you're always hitting an interesting part of someone's story. Where in this game, we have that interesting story with Aurora... And the minor characters commenting on it is very impactful. But then we have this big section where no one really says anything important. Nobody really talks about anything, like, important to the game. There's, like, there's some great story beats before and after this section that I hate so much. And for a game that's only maybe 12 hours long, to say that there's a three-hour section in it that just seems unnecessary and kind of lame... I just, like... I mean, even the bosses were lame. It was, like, one was just, like, a sea thing. Like, it was just, like, a water dragon thing. It wasn't, like, a cool-looking boss. It didn't do anything new. It was just a water boss. I... I haven't played the game in four years, but I genuinely cannot remember a part where I was, like, this needs to end. Like, and usually I can, like... I haven't played Wind Waker since that the I've only played through Wind Waker once. Really? And that was the one time... That was when it got onto... Wii U. Okay. And I remember that chunk at the end where I was like, this needs to end. Wow, and you played it on the Wii U version. Yeah. Can you imagine playing it on the GameCube where I'm it was sure longer? It was much worse. And so, usually that kind of thing sticks with me. And I, did, I can't think of that point in Child, in of, Child Light. of Light. And I, there was just some. I always found that world very charming. The, the world is still charming, and the music in those areas is great, and the, you know, the, the little, like, bits everyone talks about is great. But it's like, when I think about other areas in the game, and, like, where I felt with the character, like, in the first area with the forest, like, the dark forest, you're like, okay, I don't know what's really going on. Apparently Aurora's, like, dead. Like, from the, this is the opening cinematic, I'm not spoiling anything. Um... You know, she seems alone and she's sad and she's like walking through the forest just looking and she just wants to see her dad again. That seems really cool. Or like when I was in the, the well and I'm like, this little gnome guy, everyone in his village is turned to a bird and he's the only one because he left. So he feels like, oh, he feels, feels so alone and he feels like he's like guilty because he let them down. He needs to save everybody. Or, you know, even when you get to the first area and you first learn how to fly and you like, you fly over these dark forests and like, I feel something. When I got to, when I get out of the, the area, like, the, the, the high-stakes area, you're just in, like, a driftwoody sea. And it's like, why am I here again? Oh, yeah, because I need to get the second item because of the item to get the quest to beat the game. What am I in this water temple for? Oh, the item is here. But then the next area, next area, you know, you're following this person, this character who you know and you need to fight. And then they try to kill you. And then you have to fight them and they turn to this really cool boss. It's like, every part of the game I feel like had a really good story, and as a whole, I don't think this hurts the game as much as I'm making it sound like, 
But for such a solid experience, pretty much the whole way through, this section stood out to me so much because to me, if this part was gone, I would have I would have been raring about this game. Plus, did you play on expert mode or casual? Do you remember? If it was the first time I played it, it was probably the normal difficulty. Okay. That might be the other reason. Because I played the entire game on expert mode until I got to that section. And it was just like, the enemies are hard and not fulfilling to beat. So I turned it to casual mode and I beat the rest of the game in casual mode. I didn't care. I I enjoyed the bosses and I liked what they were doing, the, the, not the two that I didn't like. The, the remaining game, like the last boss and the boss before her... Those bosses I enjoyed, and I thought they did interesting things. And I was like, I could have put it back to expert mode and had a really tough time and appreciated the game and its difficulty. But I was just like, if I want to keep playing on expert mode, I just basically have to grind against enemies because this boss is just hits like a tank, and I need to hit him harder. And the enemies here are powerful, but they're lame. And Okay, they're... well, the I mean, again, I feel like I can't really argue with this because I haven't played the game in four years. But this, the criticisms you're giving sound very similar to my criticisms of Octopath. I get that. No, and I, I feel like there are parallels there. I guess... I guess it's really, like, taking it from, like, okay, this is some... I'm somebody who, like, plays a lot of turn-based JRPGs, and I'm approaching this game, which is differently, a certain way, where you're not as into those kinds of games. Right. So you enjoy... The, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the game. It's just this one part I really didn't like. And I wanted to bring that up because, I, I mean, like, I heard from you even. You you really enjoyed this game, and I was really excited to play it. But it was, um, it could have been two hours shorter. And I think, I think that would have really made it excel. But I don't want you to think the dear viewer, or listener, listener? They're not, they're not viewing, they're listening. Well, dear listener, like, like how Matt said, if you haven't played Mar New Super Mario Brothers... It's, it's worth a try to play. Just because I really didn't like this one section of Child of Light does not mean it's not worth it to play. It is a very good experience. It's just... In my opinion, it could have been better. And I feel like I'm not very critical on this show sometimes. And when I have something critical to talk about, I want to talk about it. Okay. Is that and fair? you have a right to do so. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. But uh, now that we only have... That we're... Wait, how, how long have we been talking? Oh my god! <laughs> so um, so let's talk about some news before we go. <laughs> is there much news, really? There's a couple things. So one of these things I'm really hoping ages poorly, and it's the only indie news we have. So Warframe was tweeting about, like, look, these cool sprites. And someone was like, <laughs> yeah, is the game ever going to come out? War, war uh, Not Warframe. I said Warframe. I meant Wargroove. Wargroove tweeted out like, a picture of their sprite and saying, oh, look how cute these sprites are. And someone was like, are you ever going to release the game? Wargroove responded, soon. And the announcement will be coming very soon. And then the CEO of Chucklefish yesterday tweeted out, soon. So, like, we're really close to the cusp of a Wargroove release, and I'm really excited about that. Now, when you hear this episode, because we're recording this on the 17th, January 17th, I'm hoping by the time this episode goes live and you listen to it, this is aged poorly, and we already know. But... I'm just hoping an announcement is imminent. Not necessarily the game, but the announcement's really soon. I'm really excited about this game. Cool. Um, but it's exciting. Listen, it's exciting. I'll like, play the game when it's out. There's like nothing else to. There's nothing else. Well, I thought recently. that Game Freak announcement was really cool. Then why don't you talk about that? Because I have a couple, of, like two well, more I things I want to talk about. Called. Okay. Well, while you do that, I'm gonna say Travis Strikes Again came out. Um, 
look at the reviews before you buy it. I mean, it's a Suda51 game, so, pe- like, reviews are weird because, like, some people just, like, hate Suda51 games. The next time I'm on the show, I'll definitely be talking about it. Okay, good. Uh, I am not picking this one up, but I am looking forward to picking it up maybe later for a little bit cheaper because I'm just, I'm not super into it, but I'll play it. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, Nintendo Selects, for those of you who still have your 3DSs, if you don't have Majora's Mask, Mario Maker, or Star Fox 64, they're part of Nintendo Selects now. So they're like $20, and that's really good because those are all good games. And the last thing I want to talk about is, and I think you saw this too, the since the last update and then the update today as well, it's very clear. I mean, we already knew, but it's very clear that Super Nintendo games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Yes. Because today, Spanish translations of, like, I think, like, the box art or, like, instruction manuals, like, the, the file for, like, saying, like, to attach it here in the code has been added for a couple... The, new, the two new NES games that came out, but then also, like... Super Mario World and Link to the Past and like a bunch of other games that are Super Nintendo games. So be on the lookout for that because that is something I'd be excited. I mean, maybe maybe that would get you to do your Switch online, Matt? Maybe? No? Okay, maybe. worth a shot. <laughs> we could play we could play online Super Mario Kart. Or or we could play Super Mario Kart 8 Deluxe online. We can do that, too. Which is a more fun experience here. Well, one of them you have a chance of winning. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, Giga Wrecker Alt is coming to Switch. It's also coming to PS4 and Xbox One, but... What? Giga Wrecker Alt. It is a Game Freak game. Okay. Where it's a platform manipulation. It's like this weird tech world, kind of like um, dystopian, futuristic world. Okay. It's got this robot arm. And you can build wrecking balls of mush, not mush, but of um, debris, or you can make a sword out of debris. You can make you can make all these different things with your hand or your arm, and you can form platforms. You can destroy platforms. It's like a puzzle platformer with some action to it. Interesting. I'm excited. When do we have a release date, or just 2019? I have no idea. Okay, it's just been announced. It was announced. Okay. Um, I like how you're like, you can turn your arm to a wrecking ball by like rolling up the debris and I'm just like, He's referencing Katamari for those who don't know. Come on, everyone knows that song. That's not true. Rob, did you know that song? He's he's nodding yes. Just want to point out the collective, he's nodding yes. I also just want to shout out that the Pokemon Detective Pikachu merchandise was... Re- announced today released yeah today i saw it and i was gonna send it to you guys but then i had totally forgot and then you beat me to it i was really bummed today um there's trading cards there's shirts there's plushes there's really cheaply made plastic toys yeah um but the cards are cool i just want to say it because the cards give really good shots of some of the live action pokemon yeah, they look like you can you get a really good shot of um, live action Charizard on this new Charizard GX card, and the and the Greninja one, and the too. Greninja one, which looks really cool. The yeah. eyes still disturb me on the Greninja. I'm well, it's almost lie. like he has giant frog eyes. I know. Uh, and the Pikachu was just the Detective Pikachu is adorable. adorable. So I forget how it works. I think in America, all the promo cards in this set, and it's not just those three are coming in individual packs. They are. Like, but they're not randomized boosters. They're, like, sealed. They're, like, seeded boosters. I think so. Where in Japan, it's, like, actual booster packs. But, so, uh, I wonder I wonder what the other cards in the set will look like. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming more art like this, but I'm I interested. Don't, I honestly, I don't know. If really? If they would cheap out and go, oh, no, only these special cards. 
Eh, I don't know. They don't have to actually make the artwork, though. They just literally take a picture from the movie and be like, that's a right. ma- that's a card now. Yep. But, I don't know. Now, I, like, are these... Is this a GX that's already been released? No, it's a new card. They're is, all new cards. This, and, like, all the text and everything is yep, different. they're new cards. Okay. So for your Pokemon TCG players out there, these are That's these okay. will be these will be new. Not that this Charizard cards. looks particularly good. It doesn't. Uh, the Greninja looks pretty solid. The, yeah, the Greninja looks cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that we're talking about Pokemon cards, actually, I want to tell you something. Um, I got myself a present for my birthday. I got the Japanese Pokemon cards with them doing the scream. Like the oh, like the wiggles to the left, not the Pikachu or the Mimikyu, because the Pikachu is thirty five dollars and the Mimikyu is one hundred and twenty dollars. Oh but God. the other three, which is Eevee, Psyduck, and uh, Rowlet, I can never remember his actual name, um, are all coming to my house, and I'm very excited <laughs> because they're so cute and That's silly. cool. Yeah, um, Matt is really we really eyeing that Pikachu, so that Detective cute. Pikachu. It's so cute. It is really cute. I'm not disagreeing with you. All right, uh, Mike. What's your fun fact? My fun fact is that you're going first because I had one and I can't remember it. Uh, my fun fact is um, even when you think Rob can't screw up his driving, <laughs> there's always a way. Watch your friends who don't know where they're going, kids. Always, always be responsible with your directions. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... I had to go to the store to get my dad's birthday present before we came to record tonight. And from the mall to Mike's house, it is just a straight shot down a road. And all you have to do is drive straight down this road and then turn right at the usual exit. And Rob was like, oh yeah, I I know how to get there. From the mall, there's a highway. And you get on the highway and just go straight. And Rob was like, oh yeah, I can do that. And then... Once you get on the highway, as long as you go straight, you're totally fine. You'll make it. But if you stay in the left lane, it breaks off. And there is a sign that says, this lane goes to this road. So I was like, I don't have to worry about anything. I had edible cookie dough in my hand, so I was too busy staring at my cookie dough, eating my cookie dough. So I wasn't really looking up. We were getting to some conversation, some some heavy conversation. And then I look up and I'm like, where are we? And Rob was like, I don't know, we're on the highway, right? And I was like, yeah, as long as you went straight, we should be fine. And he was like, yeah. And then we didn't really think anything of it. And then I just looked around and I was like, where are we, Rob? We were 40 minutes away from our destination in the wrong direction. And I was thrilled. Just thrilled. I'm sure you were. Well, it's like, so right now, as I, as I said last episode, so I'm an accountant. So this time of year just gets real busy for me. And I'm like, Matt, I'm coming home early. Please get to my house by this time. Please. And I get a call 15 minutes after that time. Hey. (laughs) It's okay, though. We got the episode through, and that's it. Um, My fun fact is that you should always come with a fun fact. This is the first time I don't have a fun fact, and I'm really upset with myself. Boom. I don't know how else to end the episode except by saying rick's record made our opening uh follow us at pink old peeps and pink old peeps gmail.com and um ciao also follow us on soundcloud and itunes yeah well if you didn't know that you do now so ciao also um we want to thank rob for editing our podcast every week ciao and uh, <laughs> i don't have anything else ciao <laughs>